Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears. This is the Valley Metro internal podcast talking all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency behind the scenes and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Maddie. Brittany. It's that time of the year to reflect on the past year and look at all of our successes. Isn't that exciting? It's exciting, and we have quite a few of them. We could probably make this an hour-long episode or more, but we're not going to do that to you. Don't worry. (laughs) So sit right in. We're going to talk about all the successes and challenges that we've overcome over the past year and how we're excited about 2023. All right, the first highlight we're talking about today is some major construction work for the South Central Extension Downtown Hub. This was a major undertaking. It happened from mid-April through the beginning of July. So it was like two and a half month time period where we had construction crews working around the clock to install this special track work at a few of the different intersections in downtown Phoenix to be able to have a two-line system eventually when the extension opens. Maddie, this was a huge accomplishment because they even ended a day early, which meant July 4th weekend, all riders back in business. We're really proud of our construction crews, of course, for getting the work done. But also, big shout out to operations, a little shout out to us in communications and marketing for making a lot of signs and putting them all over the system so that all of our riders knew what to expect. Customer service, answering questions and inquiries from people. Basically, it was all hands on deck to get this work done. Teamwork makes the dream work, Maddie. While the South Central tie-in was huge for rail, we had some big bus news as well. The FTA awarded a $16.3 million grant for green buses and infrastructure, which means there's going to be cleaner buses on our roads by 2024. This is an opportunity to take some of those older buses, replace them, get new infrastructure for green buses. We're really excited because here in the Valley, we know how much climate change and the heat really affects us and also our bus system. And so it's really important that we're staying up to date with new technologies and finding ways to keep our city and our Valley green. And this is one step towards that goal. All right, next up was a fun celebration held at our very own Sycamore and Maine Park and Ride. From traditional dances to homemade dishes, Saturday's Asian Festival was about bringing people together. Uh, This is our first time in Arizona. Uh, enjoying the Lunar New Year, and we wanted to take my daughter out to the festivities. The festival was the first of its kind in the area, taking place in Mesa, which has a growing Asian population. This was a really great event for the city of Mesa, but it was also really exciting for Valley Metro because we got to reveal a new point of interest sign that now hangs on the Sycamore and Main light rail station platform recognizing the Asian district. So next time you're out there, take a look at that cool new sign.
Now this next highlight was a long time in the making, Maddie, because we rerouted all of our buses around Central Station starting in October of 2020. So to finally have the groundbreaking of our new Central Station was very exciting for everyone involved. The city had a wonderful transportation hub with beautiful civic space and some of the, the best views, but we thought it could be even more of a destination in the heart of our city. This is a project that really fulfills its destiny as live, work, play. It brings together so many different amenities and you can have a great quality of life without even leaving this location. And then it becomes live, work, play, educate just a few blocks away. The mayor made it perfectly clear. This is a new place for everyone to go, shop, play, get to transportation, and it's gonna be an exciting new place right in the heart of the city. All right, next up, and another major shout out to a lot of our employees here at Valley Metro who worked really hard on the quality of life study. So this is an update to the original quality of life study that came out a couple years ago. And so we're gonna hear from a couple of the planners who worked on this project about why they think it's so important and what it means for our agency. So to me, the quality of life study is an opportunity for us to talk about our performance, to highlight our efforts, but also note the changes in the region that have created opportunities for improvement and for growth and service that we currently provide. And it also highlights why we need to continue to support from the region to make those improvements. So it's an opportunity to kind of show the Valley what we've done, where we've come from, and where we would like to be. Absolutely, Peter. And just to add on that, it's something too that we as an agency felt is an important thing, both for our riders and people that actively use the system to show here's what we're doing and here's all of the benefits that we're providing but also for those in the Valley that don't use our system to show them that even though they're not active transit riders, Valley Metro still provides them benefits. It really does benefit everybody regardless or not if they're riding a bus or a train every day. Our region is growing and communities have changing travel needs. The region put its faith in us 20 years ago with the approval of Prop 400 to create a high capacity transit network with long-term impacts that go beyond mobility alone. You know, the people want transportation dollars to generate jobs and housing and business opportunities and to be connected throughout the region. What the quality of life report shows is that we actually have quite a bit of ridership. Our rail system competes against other light rail systems in the U.S. in cities that have a lot more density than we do. People choose to utilize our system. If you still haven't looked at the quality of life study, what are you waiting for? Head to valleymetro.life and check out the amazing work done by our team and learn about why transportation and transit is so important to improving the quality of our lives here in the Valley. In addition to our Shifting Ears podcast that you're listening to right now, we also have Storylines. So for episode eight of Storylines, we were able to interview our former CEO, Scott Smith, on his leaving Valley Metro. He gave us six years of opportunities to grow and thrive in the Valley, and especially leading us during a pandemic. We thank him for his time and appreciate his leadership over the years. 
Well, obviously, we're talking with you today because your time as CEO is coming to a close in a few weeks. So when you think back on your job here, what are you going to miss the most? I will miss the people. Every job I've gone to and every career I've gone to, it's not the things, it's the people. I've never been around a group of people who are as passionate about what they do as the the people at Valley Metro. That's also our riders in the public. They're very passionate about public transportation. So way back in January of this year, we undertook another major construction project, this time for the Northwest Extension Phase 2. And as you're probably aware, that project includes a light rail-only bridge over the I-17. So in collaboration with our partners at ADOT, we closed down that section of the freeway for a long weekend in order for our crews to build the bridge across it. So here's a little update from Tony Santana, the Northwest Extension Phase 2 project manager, who talked to KJZZ a couple weeks ago about the bridge. We should be the highest bridge on I-17. A lot of those bridges are typically around 16 and a half feet. To the bottom of our structure, we're just over 21 feet. The bridge spans the entire section of Interstate 17. That's 250 feet. Unlike other freeway bridges, this one has no column, thanks to a steel tub design, which Santana says took a lot less time to put in place. Having a column there in the middle of the freeway would have forced us to do one to two months of work in that center of the freeway rather than close the whole freeway and get it done in a weekend. Some overnight and weekend restrictions will continue into next year. The $400 million project should be completed in early 2024. If you haven't visited that Metro Center area recently, you should check it out. You can see a lot of progress on our new Metro Parkway station. And of course, you can see the bridge crossing over the I-17. It's a really cool thing to see. Across the transportation industry and here at Valley Metro, we've seen job shortages coming out of the pandemic. So we decided to start job fairs. Valley Metro holding a job fair today to fill more than 400 jobs. That job fair is at the Embassy Suites near Central and Thomas from now until 5 p.m. And many Metro Valley contractors, or Valley Metro contractors, that is, will be on site. They're conducting interviews there, and they'll be filling a variety of positions, from bus and light rail operators to cleaners, uh, customer service staff, and more. This was a great opportunity for our different contractors to come together, interview applicants, see different opportunities that people could go and try here at the agency. It's not just about driving buses or driving a light rail car. There's maintenance, technicians, there's cleaners, there's landscapers. There's so many opportunities to have a hand in helping connect communities and enhance lives one trip at a time as we provide service across the valley. Maddie. Brittany. I am so jealous about this next highlight because you got to participate. And while I loved being on my Enomax trip, I missed out on a big celebration. Oh, you did, Brittany. It was quite an exciting day when we opened the Valley's first modern streetcar in Tempe. So, of course, we're talking about the opening of Streetcar on May 20th of this year. It's our first time launching a new mode for Valley Metro in quite a while, and it was a great day. 
Welcome aboard. So what is this streetcar here? So this is the Valley's first modern streetcar. So this is a new mode of transit that joins the mix of our other types of transit, including light rail, bus, biking, walking, and circulator routes. Each of these modern streetcars can hold about 125 customers, and they'll travel around Tempe. We have 14 stops that travel a route that's about three miles long. I think the streetcar is critically important because the city of Tempe is a true multimodal city between light rail, bus rapid transit, and now modern streetcar. With Maricopa County being the fastest growing county in the entire country, Tempe being the ninth largest city in the state, we have a population of about 193,000 people that swells to over 300,000 during the average workday because we're a tremendous net importer of jobs. I think that it's critically important that we have other modes of transportation that can get people around, whether it's to and from work or just around from a perspective of leisure. And so we have to figure out ways to address traffic congestion, sustainability issues such as greenhouse gas emissions. I'm Lachlan Murfin. I'm riding the streetcar for the first time. Super excited. I've been waiting for it to open ever since I heard about it. I've lived here in Tempe for a couple years. I'm a school teacher and I use the orbits and the buses and the light rail to get around everywhere. And so I'm just really happy that we have a streetcar. It's clear everyone was super excited about the opening of our first modern streetcar in Tempe. From our CEO to Mayor Corey Woods, even the public getting in on the action. And don't forget, hop on streetcar because it's still going to be free all the way through May. So now's your time to hop on board and explore everything there is in downtown Tempe. We've talked about a lot of great highlights, but of course, there's one more really important one that we haven't mentioned yet. Our new CEO, Jessica Meffer-Miller. Jessica joined us back in April of this year, and since then, we've had a lot of exciting accomplishments. Here she is with a little reflection on her time at Valley Metro so far. Hello, Valley Metro team. This is Jessica Mefford-Miller. I want to thank you and congratulate you on an amazing year so far in 2022. We shared a lot of great milestones in the past 11 months, from the opening of our first streetcar in Tempe to the continued construction of our South Central Extension and Downtown Hub and Northwest Phase 2. There have been a lot of great advancements that Valley Metro has made for the Phoenix region, and you are part of that. So well done. As we look to the month ahead, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season planned. This is such a wonderful time for us to take a step back, reflect on our accomplishments and our goals for the next year, and spend that quality time with our family and friends. You might want to spend some of that time in the Mesa Santa Express. We're hosting the Santa Express on December 9th through 10th and 16th through 17th. So come on out and volunteer or bring your friends and family to enjoy some of that holiday magic. And once the holiday season wraps up, we're going to move right in to Super Bowl 57. I am so excited to host Super Bowl 57 with the Valley Metro team. The whole country is going to be watching our fair city as we move through this exciting week. This will be an opportunity for us to band together as a team. There will be chances to volunteer and to, of course, celebrate and participate in some of the great festivities that come along with the Super Bowl experience. 
2023 is a big year for Valley Metro. We're going to be focused on improving our customer experience across the Valley Metro system. In early 2023, we're going to roll out mobile ticketing, and that means it's going to be easier for our customers to plan and pay for their transit trips. So stay tuned for more information on mobile ticketing, and we're still looking for volunteers to help us test that new system. Some of the other big events that we have coming up in 2023 include continuing to support our community in the launch of new services like microtransit. We've just celebrated with the communities of Goodyear, Avondale, and Chandler as they've expanded this new service. This is something that we're excited to be part of too. We're also going to be taking a fresh look at our bus system across the whole valley. Right now we're studying how long it takes for us to operate our trips so that we can optimize our schedules and make some changes to our transit system to make sure we're getting people where they want to go and when they want to be there. Our construction projects are continuing at full speed ahead. By the end of next month, you're going to see downtown Phoenix transformed as we shift some of the work on the South Central Extension to the southern half of that system. Now, I've been here in Phoenix almost eight months, and I don't know downtown Phoenix without all of the orange construction barricades. So I am super excited to see this orange construction barricade-free downtown Phoenix that'll come to us early in the next calendar year. Our Northwest Phase 2 project is also moving forward full speed ahead. If you haven't had the chance to see some of the construction activity near our terminal station at Metro Center, take a drive out there and check it out or reach out to one of our construction team members who can take you on a guided tour. The bridge is intact. We've got the four-story park and ride garage erected, and we've got art elevators, escalators all being installed right now. 2023 is going to be a great year, and I look forward to moving through the progress, the challenges, and the exciting opportunities with you, Valley Metro team. Thank you, and have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Shifting Ears. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Shifting Ears is produced by Alex Otsos. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. I'm Madeline Phipps with Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for listening.